The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, everyone, once again on this, uh, well, it's certainly a cool Monday. If you're on vacation, it's not scorching hot out. Get some things done. This is the John DePietro Show. This portion of our program, folks, it's brought to you by Kay's. Remember, whether it's lunch uh, or dinner, you want to get some nice takeout. You can't eat there, but you can always take out. They're waiting for you. Delicious food, steak sandwiches, seafood salad. John and David, they've had so many dishes. They're waiting for you right there at Kay's on Cass Avenue. Well, folks, I mentioned that we're going to talk to her, and I'm glad. Uh, boy, uh, the community is really coming together and bonded together to try to fight this whole scam that was put together by Fast Faxon and some of his pals regarding Metacomet, the uh, famed uh, golf course, a beautiful course that had run into some problems. And then they were approached by a golf pro from Borington, Brad Faxon, who said, hey, listen, it's going to take two or three years, but we'll sell it to me at this low price. We'll turn it around. And then as soon as they did, it was like, huh, suckers, and then flipped it to a developer. Well, that didn't sit well with Lynn Miller. And joining us right now, she is a peaceful protest activist. It's our friend Lynn Miller. Good afternoon, Lynn Miller. How are you, John? Good I'm to hear from you. Very well. Now, Lynn, give us the update. I am so glad you jumped into action when you found out that Fast Faxon was going to try to flip this for a quick profit for him and some of his his millionaire friends. And, uh, well, and I have to, I just want to say something. Go ahead. Marshall Properties does not own it yet. Oh, they right. Are, their sale is contingent on the rezoning. Right. Good. So, Saxon still owns it, and, or Saxon and his group yeah. still owns it. Good. So, we're just trying to stop the city right now from allowing the rezoning and from allowing it to go to Waterfront, because once it does... We have no say in anything. That's right. And also that uh, skunk, uh, Senator Conley, obviously oh. right in with them. And then he's working what's a piece of the action. Instead of representing the people who he was elected to represent, Senator Bill Conley, who, by the way, I've never trusted, he is working with the developers to try to push this thing through. Absolutely. They Well, they, they pushed it through the planning department. Yep. Um. You know what, John? It just goes to show that it's all about the almighty buck. Oh, yeah. He sold the city out oh, yeah. to, work, to work for a dollar. Yep. And, well, comma is a bitch. Let's hope so. Because I hope that he does have a challenger. And for one, I understand she's gaining ground. But I hope she beats him in a primary. That guy... That Conley, he does not, he has no intention, uh, he, he, excuse me, he has no right to retain his seat representing the people. Absolutely, and Cynthia Mendez yes. is the one running against him. Yep. She, um, she's uh. with Keep Metacomic Green. Good. Uh, she, you know, she's dumb like the rest of us. Well... Uh, let's say that in a positive way. Uh, you mean you're, you're doing, listen, you guys have rallied together for the right reasons. Yes. So, now, Lynn, give us an update on where things stand. You were the one that formed the group. It was Lynn Miller, the one that said, hold on a minute. You know, this is a beautiful piece of property. Once you let the bulldozers go in and Conley and Faxon and the rest of the greed factory take over, uh, there's no way getting that back. So where do things stand with Keep Metacomic Green? Well, right now we're waiting on the vote from the city council whether... They pass or deny the rezoning. Okay. So we're concentrating our efforts to get council to see our point. Yes. And hopefully we can do that. Yep. Now, our petition is over 3,800. We have an online petition, and we also have our Keep Metacomic Green Facebook page, and that's over 2,300 members. Wow. All, all within about a month and a half. That is fantastic, Lynn. You deserve so much credit. And the the thing is, um, it sounds, am I reading this wrong? Or it certainly seems as though that the momentum is shifting towards your way and to the group's way. It, it appears that way. Yeah. However, and I just put out a little spiel this morning with the group. We need to concentrate on our next step, and that's counsel. We yeah. need to stay focused. 
Right. We can't throw our hands up in victory yet. No, definitely not. Nor can not. we throw our hands down. Right. We just stay the course. Yep. And, and We're going to be okay. Yep. And, uh, and again, folks, we're speaking with uh, Lynn Miller. And, and this is, you know, the thing, Lynn, is when Fast Facts and, and they approached, let, come on, he approached it and they gave him a bargain basement price, him and his, his uh, pals, because everyone was under the impression that he was going to, he said it was going to take two to three years, but, you know, let us take it over. We're going to turn this around and made all these promises. And then in the end, they didn't they didn't put the money in that they said they were going to. They then just tried to flip it to the developers. Yes. They they bought that whole property um, after they right. paid back taxes and whatnot. It was a total of two point two million yep. that they bought it for. Yeah. Um, their price without all the taxes and all that was seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Holy cow. So yes, they stole it either way. Yeah. Now they should be ashamed. I'm sure they're not. Right. And that's okay because it'll all come right back at you. Yep. Sooner or later, you're going to get bit. That's exactly right. So say um, those numbers again. What did they flip it? What did the developer pay the uh, developer there? I'm around. I believe their price was in the vicinity of five point nine million, but they haven't Holy bought it yet. Wow. Five point nine million. Faxon and his group, they swindled it for 700000 That was without paying the taxes. Holy taxes cow. Wow. But the whole reason, were the taxes, did they, uh, did the, the city of East Providence, did they forgive the taxes because they were promising that they were going to turn the club around? They did not, no. Oh, okay. So are the taxes still owed? Uh, no, taxes are up to date. Oh, they are. Okay. Um... As far as I know, they are. Yeah. Well, you have some other members of the group um, of Metacomet uh, that, that, Lynn, there, there are other people that say they put together some kind of partnership to, to save the club, Metacomet. And, and, Correct. You know, and that's really the key. So keep Metacomet green. I'm on your page right now. 2,386 members. I'm going to join your group. That is uh, just fantastic, Lynn. It's it is. You have done a fantastic job. I see. I need well, a head I've count on signs. Oh, good. You have a lot of signs out there, right? Please? You have a lot of signs out there. Well, signs. I, you know, I sleep them. They're, they're in my dream. Oh, I've... It's, it's wonderful that they're selling. It's it's really wonderful. Yep. Um, but, yeah, they are, they are going fast. Yeah. You know, uh, Mary Ellen Fuller puts, I've started challenging local investigative reporters in Rhode Island. Where are the Jack Whites in the news? Now, do you feel is the media not, you got to realize that facts and they have a professional PR person who's trying to, you know, convince the media that this is a done deal. This is a bunch of just disgruntled people, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, do you feel, has this been getting enough attention and has it been accurately portrayed in the, in the media? Not even close. We have not even gotten close to the attention we should have gotten. Yeah. We did get Channel 6. Yep. Uh, we got Channel 12. We got you, of course, a couple of times. Of course, yes. Um, but no, it just seems to be like everybody is trying to push it under the rug. It's not going to happen. We're not going away, John. Good. I like that. I know you're not. Folks, we're speaking with Lynn Miller. And again, the group is Keep Metacomet Green. You know, part of that is, you know, facts in um, certain television people, other media people, they would invite them out to CVS during the CVS tournament. They'd give them good passes at Rhode Island Country Club. They'd let them come to the after party. You know, and so I will say that in some ways, I think the ownership group led by Fast Facts, and they have some people in their pocket. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm yeah. sure they do. Yeah. And, and again, that's okay. Sure. Because um, truth will always come out. That's right. Now, that's- if they can live with themselves for doing that, what they did, then great. That's wonderful. That is not how we operate. That's right. And I mean, again, we are not going away. That's and- the end of it. We are here and that's it. Uh- you know, Lynn, can you imagine if the media gave K 
keep Metacoma Green as much attention as they give Black Lives Matter and some of the other protesters? It, we wouldn't even be at this point. No, it would have been we stopped. We wouldn't even be at this point. But we're, we're staying the course. Our group is staying the course. We're sticking together. Um, we're we're going to be all right. How has the city of East Providence been? As far as the officials? Yeah. Uh, we're still trying to figure out where they are. Okay. Well, uh, they... The mayor has only spoken <clears throat> once. That was in the very beginning. Okay. He is absolutely for the development. He is? He is. Uh. But that, you know what, John? That's okay. okay. He knows where we stand. Yeah. We know where he stands. Yep. That's fine. Um, but the five council members, you know, they're very close-lipped, and that's good, too. That's yeah. okay, but... They do know we're here, and they do know what we want, and they do know that they work for us. Yeah, good. So Now, when is this? I'm seeing there's a meeting with the mayor, community Zoom meeting with Mayor Bob De Silva. Yeah, um, he's going to be talking about all issues of the city that day, though. Okay. That's not just about Metacomet. <clears throat> and that's this Wednesday night at 6 o'clock? Yes. Okay. Yes. Has he given a full meeting to Lynn Miller? No, no. Uh oh, that was mistake number one. Uh, that's that, John. That's okay. It is. Oh, that right. sure is because right. it speaks volumes. Yeah. Well, good you know, point. It's not just Lynn Miller, right? It's three thousand plus people. Yes, in now, East Providence. Yes. Now, yep. if you want to deny all of them sixty minutes of your time? That's fine. Yeah. Right. Or mayor, but again, that's his choice. Yeah. We gotta you need to get the word to Marshall developers that listen, we're not going away. Uh I, I, I'm not even gonna blame them. I mean, they're offered this property. But what's what's terrible in is you really see what if if anyone was gonna sell to them for almost six million dollars, it should have been the owners of Metacomet, or if they want to try to work with them even to maybe develop some part of it in some way. I mean, I don't know all the economics of it, but Marshall just... has, <clears throat> they've sent out all kinds of flyers to us. Um, they keep saying they're giving us so much land to keep for green space. What they're giving us, John, is the cove that, I don't know, we, we can't walk on water yet, I don't think. Right. Um, and they are giving us a walking path through the buffer zone. Oh, boy. So, oh, okay, that, I'll give them that much. They have given us some space. But all of the space they've given us is not buildable. Yeah. So you can keep your cove. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's my thought. Yes. Wow. Um, it, it, you know, I, I don't blame them in the way for this entire situation. They are not the nicest people that they've, that they've treated us terribly. Wow. At meetings, they're arrogant, they're sarcastic, they're terrible. To really? Oh, wow. John, it, it, it's awful. It's I hate awful. hearing that. Wow. But again... That's okay. If yeah. that's how you run a business and that's how you want to think you're going to do good, go right ahead. But this, I'll tell you, this reminds me of the Cranston land deal where, and I don't know if you remember that, but for years, this woman owned a piece of property in Western Cranston. With, and with the Dupree. With the Dupreets. Uh, governor yeah. Dupree was the governor. <clears throat> and this woman couldn't, tried, tried, couldn't get the zoning, couldn't get the zoning. So... She finally sold it to Dennis Dupreet. In one day, he went and got the proper zoning variance and flipped it to a developer in Texas. And in one day, made $1 million. Isn't that quaint? Yep. Total you know, corruption. The Cranston land deal. It's just this whole thing from the get-go. I mean, we, we've even got the Opportunity Zone involved. Now, I don't know if you've ever done research on the Opportunity Zone, but... It's used in distressed areas. That, that is, is not a distressed, distressed area. area. No. However, it's listed in the 
opportunity zone. Uh, Senator Conley and the attorney for Marshall Property, yeah. um, Sakachi, I'm not sure on the pronunciation, they put the bill through. I see. Oh, of course they did. Yeah, it yeah. just happened to be a coincidence there. Yep. Uh, but there's just, there's a lot to it, but we are going to fight. Tooth and nail. Whatever we got to do. Yep. That's exactly right. Folks, again, we're speaking with Lynn Miller. It's Keep Metacomic Green. And uh, it would certainly help. I love the fact, uh, give a plug again to this, uh, this, this woman that's challenging Senator Conley in the election. Oh, Cynthia Mendez. Yes. Now, I've only spoken to her a couple of times. She's a young girl. Uh, very, very intelligent. Um, she is wholeheartedly backing Keep Metacomic Green. Good. She's just, she seems to be on the mark with everything. Mm. She just, she's a wonderful person. Yep. So, I think she's going to give him a run for his money. Yeah. You I know. I hope so too. Obviously, he's trying to steal it with the mail ballots, but um, let, well, let you know that whole situation. Well, if kids can go to school, <clears throat> people can go to the poll. Absolutely, they can. So, you know, and now the primary is coming up uh, next month. The yes. primary is um, is it September eighth or September fifteenth? September eighth, I believe. September eighth. Okay, that's the Tuesday right after Labor Day. So yes. that's primary day in Rhode Island. So, well, then you're doing all the right things. And, and, and that's, to me, success, do you guys have an idea what success looks like? Success to me would look like Marshall's, the sale to Marshall falls through. And then facts in a group can be made whole on what they pay. But the owners of Metacomet should then have the right to find someone else to step in to allow them to keep their country club. That would be acceptable. Yeah, that would that really would be, be the acceptable. best scenario. I know, you know, Marshall is just, uh, they want to, oh, John, they want to build everything. They want to yeah. build a grocery store and assisted living. Right. Um, medical office building. I, you know, we, we don't want it. We don't need it. You're yeah. going to rip up a hundred plus year old golf course. Beautiful golf Beautiful. Course. Beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yep. And to make it into a cement city oh, that is a pandemic. Yes. Yeah, it makes sense to me to put all retail in there. Wow. Has Fast Faxon and his partners, have they met with your group at all? No. You, no? All right. No. Have, have you guys requested, like, a meeting or anything like that? No, we no. haven't. All right. Now, Lynn, you be uh, careful because Conley and Fast Faxon, they'll try to buy you off. Yes, they will. All right. I didn't say you would fall for it, but I'm just saying that's the type where then they, you know, that's when you'll know that you're really making headway is when then they say, well, maybe we have a piece of the action for little for a little Lynn Miller. No, 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 no. That's (laughs) not how it works here. All right. Good. That's not. You either give it to me my way or you don't get your way. How's that? That's right. I like that. Well, Lynn, what else? What else should we know? First of all, I would encourage everyone to visit the Facebook page and join. Yeah. Keep Metacomic Green. You know what else is so sad, Lynn, is I have been to great celebrations there. I've been to, uh, that's a beautiful course. I've also, uh, you know, people have been uh, married there and had the reception of Metacomet. It's just so selfish. When when you knock that down and destroy it, I hate, but all those memories are then kind of destroyed and tarnished in a way. They are. And I feel, you know, I've got to feel bad for uh, the ownership now because I, well, not the not the Faxon group, but no, um, the original ones that sent it that sold it. The to original, them. yes, because I really do feel they were duped into this. Yeah, whether they were or they weren't, well, none of us will ever know. We'll right. never get the truth. Well, they. But I could see where, you know, and then there have been some pretty extensive, well-written articles about it. Uh, and one of the things that has come out is obviously now in hindsight. The people, the owners that had Metacomet, they 
they needed to have an attorney there at all times because yeah. the they, you know, they let their guard down and. You know, it's kind of like the scene. Do you remember the movie Wall Street with Charlie Sheen and Michael Douglas where yes. he convinces Blue Star Airlines to show, to sell to him? And they're like, yes. oh, OK, he's going to save the airline. And as soon as he does, he flips it and he's going to dismantle the thing and sell all the planes. And, and, and in a moment, he's, you know, without hesitation, he's going to sell it. So that's kind of to me like what it is. Like Faxon and crew, think about that. They felt, all right, it's a little over one million. We'll put up the money, and then we're all going to split, you know, close to $6 million. I mean, that is, you get four people, suddenly. Five. Five people, excuse me. But, you know, think about that. That's, you know, you put up, uh, you know, two, three hundred thousand, and then you're going to get a quick profit of one, at least one million back, if not more. I mean, that's fast money, a quick investment. Well, they can hope they're getting it back. I know they are being sued right now. Yes. Good. Uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but you made your bed, you lie in it. That's right, Lynn Miller. Yep. So, you could have done this the right way, but you didn't. Yeah. And I, I you know, I, I tend to think that they knew exactly what they were doing. Who knows if they didn't set up facts, and I don't know. Oh, you mean his 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 uh, his partners? Right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know about that. I hadn't even thought I of that. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, it's just um, the the whole thing is absolutely going crazy. Yeah. And we know what we want. Yep. And we're standing for it, and we're not letting go. Good, folks. She is uh, Lynn Miller, who is a citizens advocate. Also, investigative reporter when it comes to Takwatan. Uh, Lynn, you keep up the good work. We'll be in touch. I will give you as much publicity. I have a feeling I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live some afternoon over there with you and a number of the members from the group to really continue to put the pressure on them. That would be wonderful. We'd welcome that. All right. You know you can count on me, Lynn Miller. Thank you, John. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay, take care. All right, folks. And again, you can uh, join her Facebook uh, group, which is uh, Keep Takwatan Green. Keep Takwatan Green. I give her a lot of credit. I give that group a lot of credit. And I also want to um, be uh, clear. You know, wh- whatever the situation is, I-, I-, I know there's some a lot of finger pointing with some of the people at at Better Comet. But when um, but Brad Faxon, I mean. It, when he was telling people, you know, it's going to take two or three years to turn things around. And then they took him at his word. And you're kind of excited. If you're the owners and the people at Meta Comet, you're excited that, I mean, the two big golf pros in Rhode Island, one is Billy Andre and the other one is is Brad Faxon and, you know, running the CBS tournament. And in so many ways, I, I give those guys credit with the amount of money they raised for the CBS tournament and the different charities. And they would have the big golfers come into Rhode Island Country Club in Barrington each year and and uh, running that, that CBS tournament. And then there was certainly reason to believe, like, hey, like this, you, you, you like lucked out if that's, in fact, who it was that was then going to, in fact, uh, get involved to try to turn it around that's a perfect scenario and and instead you know boom and and the thing with the rhode islanders and kind of letting their guard down we don't have we're not looking at a very good track record at the moment first you had the local uh owners of the paw socks and that was led by tom ryan terry murray and some others that were looking to uh put money down to to uh, have the new stadium built for the Paw Sox. Folks, looking now, I mean, as much as Worcester wants to try to be excited, I mean, in so many different ways, boy, Rhode Island dodged a bullet with that one. Sports is in jeopardy because of the pandemic, let alone minor league baseball. Can you imagine right now if in Pawtucket they were putting the finishing touches on a new one hundred and fifty million dollar stadium that you can't even use. My God! Of all the objections about that Sox Stadium, no one brought out. Hey, but what if there's a pandemic and no one can go? I mean, the Sox season was canceled. Right now at one thirty-one on this Monday. Good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro. It is a Monday. It is August seventeenth. 
Coming up on Wednesday will be the Governor Mundo press briefing. I'm going to touch on that in just a moment. This portion of our program, now listen, this is the perfect time of year. Are you thinking of having some work done on your roof? You are? Well, then call R&R Roofing today. All work is guaranteed. Get a free estimate. Uh, Richard Rossi, over 40 years in business. If you're thinking of getting a new roof, maybe you've been thinking, you know, I thought I could go an extra two or three years, but... Folks, it, it, you do not want a bad roof or an old roof or a roof that's just not is doing what it's supposed to. It really, talk about what a deal breaker it is for your property. Begins and ends with the roofing. What do people say? Well, you know, we need a roof over our head. Call R&R Roofing today. All types of shingle, flat roofs. Richard Rossi, 401 823-1330. I'm going to give you that number again. Jot it down. All I'm asking is take advantage of the free estimate. You know, let him come out to your home or business and give you a free estimate about giving you a new roof. R&R Roofing, 401-823-1330. 401-823-1330. Richard Rossi, R&R Roofing. All work guaranteed. Free estimates over 40 years in business, fully insured, attention to detail. And let me tell you about Richard Rossi. He cares. He is someone that cares. Experience impeccable cleanliness throughout the job. Fully licensed insured. Job site is waterproof daily. All work is guaranteed. And the owner's always on site. He's not off somewhere running his mouth. R&R Roofing. 823-1330. Did I mention the Better Business Bureau? A-plus rating, and no one gets an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Angie's List, award winner, 10 years in a row, R&R Roofing. Call today. Here's the thing. Free estimate. At least call them and get a free estimate. All work guaranteed over 40 years of business. He cares. R&R Roofing. You meet Richard, your decision is made. Is it time for a new roof? It is? You've been thinking about it? Call right now. 401-823-1330. 401-823-1330 for R&R Roofing. Well, folks, good afternoon at 133. It's John DePietro. Now, coming up on uh, Wednesday will be the next Governor Mundo press briefing. The situation with the schools continues to heat up. The situation with the schools continues to heat up. And what I mean by that is the unions are in overdrive. The unions are in overdrive because the unions, it's not that they don't want to go back to school. They don't want anyone to go back to school. I repeat, they don't want anyone to go back to school. That's their plan. That doesn't matter. That everyone, um, they want every every district. Now, I, I also want to be very clear right now at 134. If you are a teacher in Providence, Pawtucket, or Central Falls, I, I'm not saying that, you know, you should throw caution to the wind and just head back into the classroom. I, I'm not saying that. Um, however, Dr. Fauci, several things happened last week. Number one, Dr. Fauci, I thought, he made a very convincing argument about risk and the fact that right now in Rhode Island, it certainly is safe where Rhode Island is. And the same thing with Massachusetts. I give a lot of credit to Governor Baker, who was saying, in fact, Governor Baker was saying that if you're in a community and you have very little to low risk, of infection, he expects those people back in the classroom. And I, I get that they, see, they're trying to argue they don't want anyone back in the classroom. I mean, they just don't want anyone back because it will look bad if, as soon as some schools are in the classroom, what that does is there is a feeling that without question, it, it throws off, it makes them look bad. So the feeling is they want to prevent anyone from going back into the classroom. And that's wrong. And it, folks, it, it makes no sense. I mean, they, they, they also, the advocates that don't want anyone to go back, they, they have been working overtime 
trying to prevent anyone from going back into the classroom. And that that is ridiculous. It can be done safely. <coughs> you also had that Brown University doctor who yesterday went on CNN. She lives in Rhode Island. You see her quite a bit. She was on CNN yesterday morning. And I even communicated with her on Twitter. She said she lives in Rhode Island. She is sending her children back for in-person learning in in Rhode Island. And that's very significant. She Granted, she lives in Kent County. But the other side, they are absolutely going ballistic. And, and there's something obviously... There's something odd that the group that formed, and I went and covered them. If you didn't see it, they had all of 30 people, 25 to 30 people at their big rally on Friday afternoon. And there's something odd that they're just adamant that safe return to school. They're just adamant that no one return, that no one return. I'm reading right now. This is a week, a huge week for Rhode Island School Committee meetings. Find info with your local meeting, submit request, uh, sign up, public comment. We don't want anyone going back. I'm telling you, it's based, it's got to be, it's based on money. And I'm also seeing that they're planning a protest, another protest that's uh, going to be next Wednesday. But um, one of the teachers unions, teachers union Rhode Island call for a remote start to start the school year. Folks, that's a false headline. It's not that they're calling for a remote start. They have no intention of going back. They have no intention of going back. It's not that they want a delayed start. They'll, they will not go back to the classroom. They will not go back to the classroom. So it's false to say we want a delayed start. They don't want any start. They're not going in. They're gonna, they want to start remote, and then it will become a negotiation. Then it'll start uh, negotiation with this whole situation. If you want them in, it's going to be about money. It's absolutely going to be about money. And they are going a full offensive online. I'm seeing on social media trying to argue with people that they, they should not have to be go. Teachers are not babysitters. It's not the teacher's problem. You don't know what to do with your kids. Parents need to be more responsible. That is a ridiculous thing to say. That is a ridiculous thing to say. Listen, our whole society has been built on children going to school in during the day. Don't say, well, there's something wrong with parents that won't take care of their children. They'll say, not when there's no hot water or windows in a room. Mass are not mandated. That's not true. All masks are mandated. Teachers say over 200, 200 students a day without masks. Well, they shouldn't. I like this comment. Teachers had no problem protesting every night back in June. The teachers have been home since March. Ridiculous. Uh, I like how many sick kids will you be okay with so you can get back to work? One, two, 40. What if some die? How many? Oh, my God. The drama with these people. Terrible. Absolutely disgraceful. That's the head of the uh, Providence Teachers Union. Um. Let's see. I don't know who that is. Um, but they are. It is there. And, and, and where I have said I think the governor made a mistake is that the next two weeks, where is this uh, children at zero risk for COVID-19? Teachers don't seem to care. No schooling allowed. Kids lose. Hysteria prevails. Classes dismissed. Zero risk. Where'd you get info? TMZ. They are, are schools safe to return students and staff at this time? The answer is no. Full stop. Folks, the thing they're also now going to start to work on, as I've told you, is ventilation. Fauci doesn't know the facts about our school conditions. Full stop. No one's forced to do anything. And what is your understanding of work to rule? See, then they're going to move into that. Oh, disgraceful. The cackle's fully on board with the teachers' union. Terrible, absolutely terrible what they're doing to these poor children. And it's the children in the most need communities. But folks, they are, let me be very clear, just understand, they're just following what they're being told to do. That's really what's going on. They're being told by the union head, we're not going back. And so work your members. We're, We're not, 
we're not going back. We're not going back in the classroom. We're not going back. We don't want anyone to go back. That is the talking point. And the new thing they're moving into is because the test virus test scores, uh, test results are down, what do they move towards? Air ventilation. Oh, we got to argue air ventilation. Nope. Can't go back. Love to go back. Can't. Why? Air ventilation. That's the new talking point. Without question. It can be done safely. And, but they're not. Here's the part that I want you to understand. And this portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I'm still laughing over those um, that Warwick School Committee, but they they are just following orders. They are just following orders. They're following the orders that they were told no one go back. They are um, they have an alliance. They have a stronger alliance with the fellow union members in Providence than they do with their entire then they, they they feel a stronger alliance to them than they do to the parents and teachers of their district i mean that's what it comes down to didn't even submit a plan didn't even submit a plan absolutely terrible school committee no way we're not going to be responsible Somebody dies. Somebody's dog dies. We ain't going to be responsible. Bye, bye, bye. What a disgrace. Those children need to be in school. And if you do it properly with distancing and masks, if they worked more on that and less on trying to fight it, they could have come up with something that would work. But they don't want to. I mean, that's the real answer. They absolutely don't want to. And then you end up with the distance learning thing. We have to keep people safe and alive. One death is one death too many. That's ridiculous. Firing back, new on the night team, Warwick School Committee leaders standing their ground tonight, defending the decision to only offer distance learning when school returns. The governor says the school committee failed students. But tonight, members of the Warwick School Committee say they're actually protecting the children. The night team's Danielle Kennedy live in Warwick to explain. Danielle? Patrice and Dan, Warwick schools submitted several back-to-school plans to the state, but none of them included a full in-person learning scenario. Tonight, the school committee heads saying that just wasn't feasible and saying that today they feel that the governor took aim at them. I will not be responsible for dead children, dead teachers, dead relatives, or anyone dead. Because phone. You know, I want to find that comment of one death is one death too many. That that's that's not reality. The risk is low. You know, as Dr. Fauci was saying and others have said, folks, the moment like I said, the moment you get out of bed in the morning, there is a risk. The moment you leave your house, there is a risk. There's no you, you have to deal with realistic risk. And then, you know, what's a realistic risk and what is a false risk? Obviously, if you just stay in your house, then there's there's no risk. But I thought, um, let me hear a little bit of, uh, this is Dr. Fauci with Governor Armando from last um, Thursday. And they were all upset about this, by the way. Do very easily in a few seconds. You have a sore throat, you have the sniffles, you feel achy, you feel a little bit tired, you feel different. And if you do... Put the child aside and you make a decision, do you want to test that child or not? And if you do, then you might want to test them, keep them out of circulation of the other children for however long it takes. If you have an in, a rapid test, you could turn it around. But if they pass that, they have a mask on, even if they are un, unawarely infected, having them keep a mask on is a very good way to prevent them from infecting other children until you can confirm whether or not they're feeling a little tired today means they're actually infected. Particularly if the other children have masks and the teachers have masks, 
then you got a double layer of protection. Yeah. I always have the window open in your office. So I do. You clearly believe what you're saying. One of the questions, actually, we are receiving a lot of is, uh, what are your recommendations for outdoor learning or eating or other safety and facility precautions that should be in place to give students and staff confidence that we've mitigated risk? Okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. To the extent that you possibly could do that, I would get as much outdoors as you possibly can. If you look at the super spreader events that have occurred, you know, I think it's incorrect to call people super spreaders. The event is super spread. They're almost always inside. Super spreader events in nursing homes, meatpacking, prisons, choirs in churches, congregations of weddings and other social events where people get together. It's almost invariable. Nothing's 100%, but it's almost invariable that it's indoors. So when you are indoors, make sure you have a mask. When you're outdoors, keep the mask on. But if you could have recreational periods where you have children that are separated by six feet or more and keep them outside as much as possible, that would really be preferable. That would be preferable. Yeah, you know, it depends on the school. I mean, you could have some classes that if you have the ability to have kids sitting around alone inside of a hill and have a teacher, you know, give a lecture, that would be great. If you don't, that's okay too. But if you could, that really would be preferable. Yeah. What about on buses? How much of a difference does it make to keep the windows open? Oh, I do. To me, I definitely, I when I'm in a car now, I keep the window open, even though. The person who's driving the car and me both have masks on. I keep the masks on and keep the windows open. Yeah, that's interesting. You have said, uh, as I've listened to you over the months and even early in this discussion, you use the word ripple effects. Because um, you know, people say to me, Governor, why don't you just let the kids learn from home? Why don't you just do virtual learning? It's clearly safer, is what people will say. It's safer to keep them home. Why don't you leave them at home? But I've listened to you and other health professionals say, it's not so good for the kids to be at home. There are ripple effects. There are downsides. Could you talk a little bit more about that, please? Yeah. Well, psychologically, separating children from the normal interaction in school of their peers is number one. Number two, ripple effect on the parents who may have to interrupt work, which has the next ripple effect on having a negative effect on the economy. So what we're trying to do is safely and prudently open up the country, get the economy back to a healthy level, get rid of a lot of the unemployment. When you have parents who need to go to work, I mean, to to stay home, to watch the children, that's another effect. The other thing, and you know, this happens, it's a sad reality of our society But when children are at home, there is an increase in child abuse because, you know, the frayed tempers of people feeling claustrophobic together, that absolutely happens. The teachers who are often monitors of unfortunate things that happen at home, you don't have that check of a teacher who's only looking objectively at the welfare of the child, you know, the reporting of abuses is way, way down because the teachers are an important, you know, uh, safety valve against that. And then idea about healthy lunches, healthy breakfast. Folks, this is Dr. Fauci. You know, exercising with your family. It, On the John so DePietro Show. This is the real Dr. Fauci. The ripple effects that don't appear to be obvious, but when you think about them, it's very clear. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you saying that. We're seeing all of that in Rhode Island. Um, immunizations are way down. Yep. Kids are gaining weight. Yes. Depression and suicide attempts are way up. Oh. Um, domestic violence calls for 911 domestic violence yep. are through the roof. So uh, it's, it, it's, the ripple effect is, is well said by you. And, of course, we've already been doing this for six months. 
Right. Yeah. So, <coughs> strain Terrible. is real. Right. Um, this is one of my favorite questions. It's from a, a young a, a girl or a woman named Andrea. She asks, putting politics aside, if reopening schools were up to you, Dr. Fauci, what would your recommendation be? Yeah, my recommendation would be exactly what I said to the governor when I made my brief introductory remarks. It would be depending upon where you were. And I think to say all schools must close or all schools must open is not the, not the adequate and correct approach. You've got to be flexible because I know, because I get asked this a lot, when you're in a red zone, you're going to have teachers that are very anxious. You're going to have parents that are very anxious. So the decision may be made for you without your recommendation. Because if most of the teachers don't show, you're going to do virtual anyway. So my feeling would be, if you're in a green zone, it's likely with a couple of simple things in place, you can do what Rhode Island is trying to do. If you're in a yellow zone, you need to be a little careful. Yep. A little bit more. You got to be able to do things that are one step more than what you would do in a green zone. That's right. And if you're in a red zone, you really better be very careful. You know, you really better be very careful. In fact, you may make a decision to hold off for a bit to see how things roll out, and maybe you can get down. There's one thing I would like to say, Governor, that that's important because you know it, it gets away from the, the the political tension of it. Is the best way for a state, a city, or a county that's red to get their children back to school is to do what's needed to become yellow. Yep. And to do what's needed to become green. That's right. You know, it's it's in your purview. You can do it. Rather than saying, I'm in red, I'm gonna stay in red, let me open the schools. I say, you wanna open your schools? Get out of the red. Do what you need to do. Close the bars. Forget the congregation in front of a lot of different people. Wear your mask. Because we know when you do that, you will bring the infection down. Folks, again, uh, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Monday. You've been listening to, uh, and listen, I I recognize a, a number of people, for whatever reason, are not fans of Dr. Fauci. But folks, he is... I'm not one of them. Um, he's so knowledgeable. He is the nation's leading expert in infectious disease. He did that Facebook Live with Governor Mundo last Thursday. And he has come out and said, based on the data, Rhode Island, it is safe to return the children to in-person learning at school, period. And the unions are fighting this. These people are trying to say, let's use a different dynamic. And they, they will not stop until they find some data that says you shouldn't. I mean, that's the they, they're not even trying. They're not trying to find a way to return children to the classroom. The teachers unions so far, it could change. But so far, their attitude has been to try to find ways to prevent children from returning to the classroom. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by Johnson Propane. Hey, listen, let's fill up those tanks. Stop it and see Phil Johnson, Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Phil, he's been open since 1981, well, 1971, 1971, right next to Wendy's in front of the Stop and Shop. Johnson Propane, they're open seven days a week across from where Doris Vending used to be, and he will refill your Blue Rhino tank. Not swap it out, refill it, 15 bucks. Stop in. He always has it. He is one of a kind, and he's a Trump supporter. Phil Johnson at Johnson Propane. Call him, 621-8129. Folks, grilling outside is the way to go. Stop in and see Phil Johnson at Johnson Propane. Let's hear how it um, started with Governor Mundo. Good afternoon, and thank you, everybody, for joining us this afternoon. Uh, We are very lucky to have a... Special guest, Dr. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I I do not think this is a man that needs any introduction. He has been at the NIH as a leader advising six presidents. You have advised this leader uh, 
over the past six months. On behalf of Everett in Rhode Island and in the country, I want to thank you for your the facts. Let me tell you the data, the science, and the facts. I find every time you speak, I breathe a sigh of relief. Don't tell me the politics, just give me the facts. Yep. And so uh, everyone here is, is anxious to hear that from you today. Uh, so listen, I have um, about 500 questions. <laughs> Islanders. I don't think we're going to get through all 500 in the next half hour. I'm going to do my best to get through a few. But first, I'd like to offer you the opportunity to uh, say a few words. Okay. Well, thank you, Governor. It's a pleasure to be with you. And I'll just say a few words, but I think it's some, maybe it would answer, my few words would answer several of your 500 questions. So, I mean, the, the topic of du jour, understandably, is the issue of getting children back to school. And I think that's the reason why you have me here, because you're approaching that problem. Yep. And I think people need to understand, um, first of all, what, what the default position is, what we try to do, that we try to the best of our ability to get the children back to school for the reasons that I'm sure you've heard of, namely the deleterious effects on children who are kept out of school, both psychologically and in some counties and some states, children rely on school to be able to get a good healthy breakfast and sometimes a good lunch. Also, the secondary downstream ripple effects on families where families have to disrupt their work schedule if children are kept out of school. So the default position is to try as best as you can to get the children back to school. There's a big however there. And I think the however is the thing that confuses people. The however is that the primary consideration should always be the safety the health and the welfare of the children, of the teachers, and of the families of both of that group. Of, of, of both of that group. Excuse me, I'll have to just not take that. Of, of both of that group. Um, and the reason there's confusion is that there is a large degree of heterogeneity in our country. We have a beautiful country, but it's very big and it's very diverse in both demographically, geographically, and importantly in the level of infection. And the level of infection, thousand. If you're yellow, you have between five and 10% positivity of testing and 10. Now, what you recommend and the level of anxiety about going back to school obviously varies on where you are. Now, folks, again, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. That was the uh, Facebook Live with Dr. Fauci and Governor Mundo. And the bottom line is Dr. Fauci looked at all the information and said uh, most of Rhode Island, most counties in Rhode Island, most schools in Rhode Island, it is safe to return. Listen, enjoy this Monday. Tonight is first night Democrat convention. We'll have full coverage tomorrow. Now, stay tuned. Coming up will be the 2 o'clock news and then it'll be the John Dion program. Go to the website, petro.com if you want to get in touch with me. You can uh, email me there. Click Contact John. Also visit the store. Uh, and then we'll be back tomorrow. 13.